The following program was produced by a community producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the community producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Hello, Malden, and welcome to another episode of 02148 Live from Studio B. I'm your host, Jerry Leone, and what a treat tonight. We have the president of the Malden San Rocco Society, Joyce Mover. Joyce, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. We're almost there. We're in the home stretch of preparing for the feast. And the feast is around the corner. Before we get into it, I just want to remind you we have the poster. I don't know if the director can pan up a shot. If not, the, the the feast will begin Friday, August 10th, the 11th, and the 12th with the procession on Sunday. We have many things going on on, on the society each day, and I'll have Joyce uh, speak about that in just a bit. But I want to get into the history. Well, how long, how, how long have you lived in Malden? And I know you're not in Malden now. I don't live in Malden now, but I would was born and I grew up in Malden, graduated from Malden High School, and I still went to St. Peter's Church until it closed. So my heart is still very much in Malden. Okay, and that my follow-up is, how did you get involved in, in San Rocco? How long have you been involved with the society? Well, I might, you might say that I was always part of St. Rocco because my grandfather was one of the founding members of the society, and he was there for the first feast, and my great-uncle Nick was there too. So the feast was a big part of our life. It was the highlight of the summer when we were kids. I remember I remember as a child because I grew up and still live in Maplewood, and we, we used to have our own feast, St. Joseph, right in, the, right in the square. But I remember coming to San Rocco and a child, and as you already know, I also belong I just joined this society a couple of months ago, and I'm proud, and it's an honor. But I'm also a member of the San Rocco Society in Boston, uh, which we had our procession not this past Sunday, the one before, and I was one of the people who carried the statue in the North End. There's a group of us that like to carry the statue for the whole for the whole duration, five hours, and it you know puts a toll on your shoulders. So I tell people I you have to say. keep <laughs> have to keep switching sol- soldiers uh, uh, s- shoulders. Excuse me, but uh, you guys have you always rolled the statue? We've always rolled the statue. I looked at some old pictures from back when it first started in the '30s and up to the present. We always had this cart to wheel them on. Now. For the opening of the feast, we do carry him a short distance, but he primarily has a specially designed cat just for him. Okay. So for the people who just either moved into Malden or are not familiar with the society, explain what happens 
each day starting with day one, like a timeline? Like, okay, how does well, it all begin on Friday? It all begins on Friday, August 10th, which is two weeks from this Friday. Since St. Peter's Church closed, our beloved St. Rocco lives at the Italian American Citizens Club. They built him this fancy bay window on the second floor so everybody can walk by and see him year round, get his blessing while they're walking to Pisa Pizza or to Malden Station. But we take him out of the window and he leaves there and we process with him to Pearl Street. When we get to the point where the old St. Peter's Church was, they carry him to Oakland Street and back, and we have this specially built chapel where he resides for the weekend. So people can come and visit him all weekend. Okay. And that's on Friday, August 10th at 6 p.m. Yep. That's the beginning. And then it ends at 11 p.m. What happens then? Okay. Um we kind of put him away for the evening, so nothing happens to him. But we have great entertainment. This year on Friday night, we have Beetlejuice back. Great and band, Beetlejuice yeah. is a great band. They have a big following. And we did not have them last year. And I got a lot of posts to the face our Facebook page that people were disappointed. So we brought them back this year. Everybody loves them. And... I can't say enough about the great food we cook. We cook all our own food. We have fried dough, homemade brujoles on the grill. We have sausages and peppers and onions. We have uh, arancinis, pasta, meatballs, everything you'd want to have at your typical Italian feast. We're joined by um, Spatafora's old-time slush. You have to have slush. And then we have some other people that sell different things. And one of them is the Knights of Columbus, who still reside at the Immaculate Conception in Malden. And they sell um, limoncello cake and cannolis. So we have the full gamut of Italian specialties all weekend. Okay. That's it. So Saturday, at uh, the same time, 6, is it the same? There's nothing going on in terms of a procession on Saturday. No, Saturday, it's just fun and entertainment. And I forgot to mention we do have a beer garden, a beer and wine garden. You have to drink right in the beer and wine garden. You can't walk out on the street. But we do have that, and we have the same Italian specialties. And we have this great band for Saturday night called The Reminiscence. They're very popular, play a lot of old old feel-good tunes, and people really love them. And we have a special, special appearance by Malden's own Dave Russo. Dave loves the feast as much as we do. He kind of joined with us about five years ago, and he loves to come back every year for the feast. Speaking of Dave Russo, who's a friend of mine as well, he was also one of my uh, wrestling coaches in high school. So Dave's a great guy and a great entertainer. Uh, speaking about entertainment, what goes – how much is, is that – obviously it's it's – hard work, but what entails into gathering all these performers? Well, Peter Levine is what we call our entertainment director. And he comes, he kind of looks, checks things out, and he comes back and he says, this is who I think we should get this year. We'll see if they're available. We'll see if we can afford them. He does all the legwork for the entertainment. He, I think he tries to see who's a good fit for our venue because certain things go over better than others. 
you know. And local entertainment is the best. Like Beetlejuice, the reminiscence, they're all local. Okay. Local bands. And like I said, as I showed the poster, this this is the 89th feast. So next year is also probably it's obviously going to be the biggest feast you're going to have any when does the planning obviously we have to get through this feast which (laughs) will be a success knock on wood but after this feast is over how because the 90th is obviously a big show when does that preparation begin um we start the day after this feast really the count starts because sometimes we know right after this feast if something was really successful or we want somebody back for the next year you have to book them right away because sometimes we're in competition with some of the um, the feasts in the North End. You know, we have to, in different places, the summer is a very popular time for these um, bands to yeah. perform different places. I know, like I said, I know this Sunday in the North End is the St. Joseph Feast and the procession. We, Like I said, we just had ours, but we used to have a three-day event in the North End like Malden does, but now we only have the mass on Sunday. It's it's the second or the third the third Sunday in July, and we also just like the San Rocco in Malden, we have our banquet at Anthony's, right, on Canal Street, and I think you guys have it in in March. We have it the last Mar- Saturday in April. Oh, April. I'm sorry. I'm, we have it in March. That's what I was confusing last with. Yeah. Saturday. Next year, I think the two societies should kind of team up for some things because it's our 90th, and it would be nice. I'm trying because I, I, I made really myself like the liaison. That. Yeah, I brought it up to a meeting, and they, they thought it was a good idea because around the corner, three years from now, we're going to have our, tw- our 100th. Anniversary. Yeah, and we could come with you. We could all walk in each other's processions, like us for the, you know. Yeah. You come with us for the 90th. We, it would be a fun thing to unite all the St. Rocco people. And speaking of other societies, what, what, what other San Rocco societies do you know, either in the state or around the country? All right. Around the country, I've spoken with, there's one, a big one in Fort Lee, New Jersey, and they, they're on our, they're on, uh, they have a website. It's St. Rocco Fortley, and they're also under the links page of our website. And there's another one in New York, and I've always also spoken to the president of that society. And it's interesting because the statue, their original statue, was used in the filming of The Godfather. That is the original, that's the St. Rocco statue. It belongs to the um, St. Rocco Society in New York, and their official name is. St. Rocco Society of Potenza. Okay. Now, this San Rocco in Malden, does it trace back, obviously, the, you know, the Italian immigrants into Malden? Because Edgeworth, as we know, is predominantly Italian and Irish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know San Rocco in the North End is the patron saint for San Nicola Baronia. Okay. Most of the people, a lot of the people from Edgeworth were from the Abruzzi region. And when I, I did go back and visit my grandfather's hometown, he told me when he was a young boy, they had a San Rocco feast in his hometown. His hometown was called Popoli. It's near the the bigger town of Sulmona. And the only way you would know what Sulmona is, they make that confetti candy that you get at the weddings. Okay, yeah. That's what yeah. Sulmona is, but it's right near there. And we managed to find this little San Rocco chapel 
right in the town. And we, Steve Altrino was with me, and we went in and we took some pictures there. It was a little statue, but that's where they brought, most of it came from. Okay. And so we have New York that has a, a feast. Yeah. Where else? New York, New Jersey. Um, I believe there's one in Chicago. I've never reached out for them. And there's one in Toronto, I'm told. There's a big Italian community in Toronto. Toronto yeah. But I'm going to, in the off season this year, I'm going to reach out to some other ones because being our 90th year next year, I want to be in touch with as many as I can. That's That'll be great for each of these societies if, you know, in a we perfect can, world we can all go attend each other's and see what happens. That's right. I think it's a great thing. It is. I, so how long now have you been the president? Five years. And I was the first woman president. I know it's almost unheard of. For a woman to be president of that was technically an Italian men's society. Yeah. But things have changed. Times have changed. When the church, when St. Peter's Church closed, Stephen wanted everybody to be part, you know, of like running the feast. Yeah. You know, I was always helping with the feast, but he wanted us all to really be a part of it because he was part of both. So. And how long was, he was president at a young age, I understand. Oh my God, he was like 19 years old. He was wow. incredible. Before him was Nikki Angelo. I'm sure a lot of you out there know Nikki Angelo. And before him was Frank Altrino, which was Stephen's great uncle. So before that, it was some, every year it was somebody different. They would take turns, the older men in the society. Yeah. And then when the church took it over, it started, it went, took that succession. I remember in, ever since I've grew up, you know, with the the society in the North End, all the all the offices were usually female. Really, except for last year, uh, my one of my cousins, Giovanni Leone in Rivera, he's the president. So I don't think. Bef- I mean, my lifetime, I've never seen a a male president of San Rocco. I think Boston. things have definitely changed with these societies. They they have to be co-ed. Yeah. <laughs> No, because we it, we all bring everybody brings something different to the table. I don't care who wants who's joining. You don't even have to be Italian to be a part of this. Yeah, so I I mean any society they want you know you want your your society to thrive. That's right, and we do what it takes to to stay together. Yeah, and and um, what entails so. Sponsorship, that's obviously important. Without sponsors, none of this could sponsors, happen. Sponsors, we do donation letters. We have a raffle. We tr- we did an ad book for the banquet. So we have different ways that we can raise money. And we, ra- we don't raise money just to have another feast. We raise money to, um, we, we sponsor four scholarships. When St. Peter's Church was open, the money went right back to the support of the church. But now we give four scholarships out, one to Malden High School, one to the uh, Mystic Valley Charter School, one to Chevres, and one to Malden Catholic. And then, as funds permit, we donate to uh, some other charities in the city. And we've been very lucky that we've been able to. So, you know, we take a lot of things under consideration after we give out the scholarships. Well, I mean, it's it's obviously for a good cause. It's not like the money, you know, is not being 
we kind of save some to get started the next year because we always have expenses run high now because we have to rent a refrigerator truck and, you know, different things like that. And it it does cost money to run it. Now, do you ever, in your memory of San Rocco and being part of the society, do you ever remember like any year, whether it was last year or 10 years ago, that was like probably you would consider, except for next year, which is the biggest, but something that was like a really wow moment of a feast, like this was our best? Last year was a great, great feast. And I heard about it for six months after the feast. Yeah. People, first of all, the fe- a three-day event outdoors depends on great weather. Yeah. We were so blessed last year. Three gorgeous days of weather. So we felt like we couldn't do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't worried. It wasn't going to rain. And, and, I mean, we could get everything done. It was really, really good. We had a couple of really bad washouts in the you know that's what i was gonna ask you next what was take me through that oh, start on friday or was we had one that on one fr- i don't remember the year it was when Stephen was running the feast and on the friday night we br- we didn't even get to bring saint rocco down he it was forget it it was like pearl street was like a river couldn't open and just because we don't open doesn't mean we don't have to pay the entity. You have to pay the entity. You have to pay anyway. Yeah. And we don't take in any money. And we rallied for Saturday night, and then Sunday it rained again. But you never know. You're like at the mercy. So I'm going to start the St. Rocco prayer about a week before the feast so everybody can pray for great weather for that week. Yeah. I'm sure people will be sending you. You know, as we before we went on the air, talked about people always sending you the the weather, weather forecast. Oh my God! They send me the national weather forecast, the local ones, the day to day, the hour by hour. I try not to pay too much attention to it until we get to like that weekend. And as we all know, the weather can change in a blink of an eye in New England. Oh yeah. And we always still hope for the best. With the weather. Yeah, yeah, that's all you can... That's (laughs) all we can do. Again, knock on wood. Because it takes... Even to set up, you need good weather. You need time to set up. You need time to break down on Monday. So we really need four days of good weather. Yeah. Now, what uh, uh, stands? Talk about the the process of how do people get a stand and what happens and what... If they, they're interested in getting a stand, by the way, I still have a few spaces left I could rent out. So if anybody's interested, go to the Facebook page or go to the web page, and my phone number's there. You can call me. But um, as far as food goes, we really cook most of the food ourselves. If it's something we don't make, we'd be interested. And I try not to book two of the same thing of anything because it's not fair to one vendor to overbook them. Like I wouldn't have, like we have a sausage stand, I wouldn't book another one. It's not fair to either side. And then um, if people do some kind of really nice crafts, or they sell like Italian memorabilia, things like that. But yeah, it's, you know, there's still a few spaces left I can sell. And it's interesting the last two weeks before the feast, I always get some calls. And I book some pretty good people the last couple of weeks. So you don't have a deadline for people to no. contact you? No. 
until a couple of days before. Yeah. Because you have to set up on Friday. So uh, Friday, well, actually, I, Thursday night we start setting up the stand. So okay. So I kind of need to know. Uh, I booked somebody over the on the Saturday last year. She asked if she could come. Now, how long? How long does that take to set the setup? The setup actually starts on Thursday night. What we have to do is we we have all the vendors as well as our stands. We put up the tents. And then um, John Spadafore Jr. and his crew put all the lights in the tents, make sure the electricity is good. And people, you know, as much as they can, they bring their own, put the tables out. It's exhaustive work. It's a, it really is. It's yeah. a labor of love if you, if you do it. Because it's hot. It's really, it's really. <laughs> and then the tough. cleanup. The cleanups of that. That's that Monday. Everybody ran out of gas, and we have to go back Monday morning, and put everything away, and pack it all up. And when St. Peter's Church closed, we had no place to store anything. We used to store everything downstairs in the church. So what I do is I rent some of those um, storage pods. Yeah. And I have them delivered on Thursday, and they pick them up like the following Tuesday, so we have plenty of time to get everything back in. And this chapel I was talking about, that has to be put back to get. It's taken apart and stored in pieces. This was specially designed for us. Yeah. And it's set up on Thursday night, and then Monday it has to be all taken apart and put back in the storage pod till next year. Oh wow. Oh yeah. It's it's a lot of work. This is the pot that nobody sees. So if you drive down Pearl Street on either Thursday or Monday, you'll see a lot of action. Now has it always been on Pearl Street since the beginning? It was always there. Years ago we had a four day festival. Oh why? When I, didn't I was know. growing I didn't know oh you didn't see that goes way back. We had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Monday night, we had fireworks at Deva Park. Okay. And a little band concert. And that was the high, That was one of the highlights of the feast because we would all wait, be excited, and wait. We all walked down to Deva Park and you have your blankets and you'd sit on the grass. It was really, really a lot of fun. We can't, obviously, we can't do that anymore. Yeah, you can't really have fireworks anymore. This the houses two houses are too close now. There we used to have the. I remember the procession in the North End coming up the final. As we walked around all the North End, we take that turn onto Prince Street, and we walk up and there was a little courtyard. But we'd stop and set off the fireworks. Now nobody does fireworks except for the Fourth of July. And no, we, I know <laughs> yeah. it's too bad because it like kind of adds a little. Pizzazz, but yeah, it's too much of a fire hazard, I think, and I think it makes everybody nervous. And there's children around, and people didn't think of those things in the old days. The old days, it was a totally different feast. Yeah, it was. The only thing that's the same is the procession. Now, speaking of the procession, walk us through Sunday. The what time okay. does everything? Sunday at 1 o'clock, the stand's open. Okay. Okay, so someone wants to come down and grab a lunch, quick lunch. They can eat it there, take it home. 
2 o'clock, we have the procession. We bring St. Rocco out of his little chapel, put him on his cart, and we wheel him through the streets of Edgeworth. And he has the ribbons on him, and people pin money on him. That's the old-fashioned, one of the old traditions. We always did that. And I think you do that in the North End, too. Yes, we do. I have a joke that, you know, the, the, the larger the bill, the heavier the statue gets. I'd always tell people <laughs> as, as, as a joke. That backfired one time because one person went to go take the the money back, and, you know, a lot of people weren't too happy about that. But, you know, that's just the joke, the yearly joke that we say. Now, you have the... I remember when I was first on the school committee, I was asked to be in the procession. Mm-hmm. Now, do you invite all the elected officials? Anybody or ju- who wants to be a part of the procession is welcome to. The mayor always comes. Yeah. The mayor always comes. He's been, since, I, since I've been the president, he's always come. I think it's a tradition for the... Yeah, the mayor the, came. Yeah. I remember when Jim Conway, a way former mayor... When he used to come down to the feast. Oh, wow. My, the first year he ran for school committee, and that was, it, in those days, it was like a citywide, citywide post. Yeah. It wasn't just by wards. My grandparents lived right at 271 Pearl Street, and I remember my grandfather took him around the neighborhood, and he came to the St. Rocco Feast, and he met people, and he, he came back every year. He loved it. I remember one year being in the procession and marching you had people or ch- children dress up as Santa. Is that still oh we still do that and i'm going to do a big piece on the facebook page i'm trying to assemble all the pictures of all the saint roccos the children and they're grown a lot of them are grown up now yeah it's really really something to see and it's been from the genetti family for many many years okay yeah, it's a tradition, you know, the neighborhood family. Yeah, and- I, it's just one of the best things. And every year we, you know, it's like a different one. Yeah. But next year for the 90th, I'd like to have a whole little group of them. I think it would be fun for any small children. I'm going to try to work on well, that. Well, do you still have the contact info from people who have done it in the past? That oh, I can, get, I can find most of these people because they're still around. That may be a good idea, bring them all back for a photo. Yes, with, bring them back the, for the, a photo, maybe get them to the banquet. It would be really fun to see some of these people all grown up that were St. Rocco. Yeah. Now, well, I mean, the, the, the banquet itself, you know, is obviously a wing of the society. Speak about the banquet of people who have never gone to the San Rocco. Well, every year... It's the last Saturday in April. I kind of tried to stabilize the date so people would get used to having it the same time. We used to go by Easter, but it's better to just say the last Saturday in April. Yeah. We have it at Anthony's in Malden. We have a, a great Italian band with Elio LaRusso, Seabreeze, and a nice dinner. We have raffles, and it's just a great night because People have been in, a lot of these people don't see each other all the time. Since yeah. St. Peter's Church closed, people don't get to see each other as much. It's not like they saw each other at Mass every Saturday. It's just a great thing to see everybody together. It's and, like a homecoming every, you know, April. And raffles are sold, and the, and the, right the, money, the money that's made on the raffles obviously goes to charitable. Yeah, we do. We also have a big raffle for the feast. Okay. 
Yeah. I remember our, for our, our banquets, the popular uh, prize for raffle was the big prosciutto piece. <laughs> we never did that, but that might be a good idea yeah. for next year for our, our 90th banquet. Well, speak, uh, uh, someone wanted me to bring up back then in the San Rocco Society, you don't have it now, is the, uh, the grease bowl. How did that start, uh, if you know the history of that? From when I was gro- growing up, I remember my grandfather taking me to where they had the grease pole. And it was in somebody's yard on Pearl Street. Yeah. And I have pictures that I'll be posting on the website when Butch Gennetti, everybody knows Butch, he climbed the grease pole. John Spatafora Sr. I have pictures of all these Edgeworth guys who climbed the grease pole. It was like one of the highlights of the feast. And we kept that tradition for many, many years. And we even had it for a long time. But we had a problem one year. The church was still open. Somebody got injured. And there was a lawsuit, and we had to cut it. Yeah. That, that would usually do it. A <laughs> that lawsuit. was yeah, the end yeah, of the grease yeah. pole. And I know they want to, they're desperate for me to bring it back, but I just can't do it. Maybe, well, did you have – now, I I remember when I never climbed it, but I remember watching people. Did people have to sign up for it, or was it just you walk up and – I think people just – as far as I know, they just walked up and did it. Because in the old days, it was just a fun thing to do. It was a tradition. Some kids, their father used to do yeah. it. And there used to be a pepperoni on top, and they'd see who get the pepperoni. And they didn't get anything, really, for, for doing it. They'd give them a case of beer, and they'd go have a good time. They'd just do it for fun. They'd walk, they'd walk, you know, back home with the case of beer and the pepperoni. That's right. They they just did it for fun. It maybe, was a simpler time. May, maybe have people sign up for it and then sign a waiver. I guess it's the only way you get yeah, <laughs> around it. I, I would have to give this a lot of thought, and um, I'm just afraid the liability would be huge. Maybe for the 90th. Try it, bring we, it one time and... We'll have to see. We'll take it under advisement. Yeah, for a former uh, grease pole committee to yeah. look into it. <laughs> <laughs> now, you spoke about, obviously, for the adults, alcohol and wine. Um, now, when families come and they bring children, what is? are there any activities for yes, the children? we have some games. We have a toy stand, and I got a face painter for Saturday and a balloon artist for Sunday, and I got... I have someone who's going to come and do sand art. The children can sign up and make necklaces and little gifts things. And But the face painter is for free. That's our gift, St. Rocco's gift to the children. Okay. Because we, it's our pleasure to give back to the community. And even the balloon art. The kids love the balloon artist. Oh, wow. Is it the same person? Actually, this year it is the same person. I hire the same, pretty much the same person every year. They're okay. They're great. So Saturday night from six to nine, I have the bull- I have the face painter, and Sunday from like four to six, I have a balloon artist, and it doesn't cost anything. And they, the balloon artist is great. She actually makes things that the kids can take home with them, and it's a do lot of fun. Offhand, do do you remember what the games are? Like a long, you know, I, I, I don't I, really remember. I don't really remember what games they are, but they'll have they'll be enough for the kids to do. This I think year. I remember one year when I was little, they had the the water gun. 
They have a the lot race of horses, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, they have a lot of different stuff. There was a time when we had amusements, and I know that we did. We were able to get some about four or five years ago. Yeah, but the amusement companies go to some other places that they can get a bigger crowd because it takes a lot of money for them to come and set up and pay people to run the yeah. rides. We can't run the rides; they have to. Yeah, so. We've decided, you know, we just haven't been able to do it. I'll see next year what I can do for next year. But every year it's like we we know we can't. Well, when you grew up with the society, do you remember the, having always rides and games for the? We with- used to have just rides. It was a much simpler feast then, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But it's just like we had two rides. We had a little merry-go-round. I remember and we that, had yeah. a whip, and that was it. That was it. And we were happy with that because it was a simple time. Yeah. Now there's so many big games that they can go other places to do that that would probably would not be entertaining for the kids anymore. See, for people my age, it's based on tradition that you love the feast. And the people who come, they come because they love the feast. Yeah. And they want to keep it going. It's uh, you. I mean, you have to. You, like I said, you're approaching uh, the 90th, and then soon the hundredth. I know. I, I try to take it one year at a time, but I this year I've had to keep a mind's eye for the 90th. Yeah, I have to because I'm already looking for stuff and thinking about the 90. Oh, I like you to. said, the next day the preparation begins. Yeah, I have them change the countdown on the website the day after. <laughs> We put the countdown. We started yeah. off. It's three sixty-five. You should get the automatic at the feast. Oh yeah, on Sunday you know, night. That'd the be countdown. fun. But we'd have to find a place to leave that countdown. Maybe above the chapel. Yeah, but then what will we do with it after the feast? I'd say bring it Maybe back. Maybe Albert would yeah. let us put it in the bar at Anthony's. Yeah, I hope he's not watching. Yeah, no. <laughs> Albert so. loves the feast too. Spatafora family's been a big part of the feast. Yeah. Big family in Malden. Big family. A lot of Malden families. The Angelo family. Spatafora family. Yeah. The Satimios. My family, the Smorellas. The Fomano family. I was just going to bring that name. Yeah. Dom and his, his brothers, they still work at the feast. Yeah. Dom, Dom carries the spirit of St. Rocco in his heart with him every day. He really does. He loves and loves the feast. Now you said you had a story, or you were going to talk about the some, old feast. The old fe- yeah, the old feast was so different. I wish I, I don't have an old poster. I'm going to try to get, find somebody who has one of the old black and white posters. It, like, we had the four days. Yeah. No elaborate entertainment. They would hire this like concert band, and the band would just give a band concert every night. Now the bandstand was at that little Pearl Street Park across from my grandmother's house and her porch was full every St. Rocco because that was like the 50-yard line for the feast. We really didn't have much. We didn't have stand. We had like a toy stand and we always had slush, ice cream. But the food, everybody ate in their own house. It was funny. Everybody ate in their house. They didn't come out to eat. Yeah. Was it always Spatafora slush? No. No. There was another person, and the name escapes me, and 
I should know this, remember this. But the guy just came every year. Yeah. Then Billy bought, you know, opened the slush company. Yeah. It was obviously him. And then where um, uh, Spadafore's Caters was, the office, yeah. their little yard next to it, Freddie Spadafore used to sell the beer and wine right out of there. He all, That was always in there. Make sure, two things, make sure you, you eat slush, especially Spadafore slush. That's the best slush, you know, in Malden and around the area. And then... If you're gonna drink, drink responsibly because it's. Uh, remember, correct. it's a family event. It's not a concert, you know, that you can go to and act crazy. There's children and There's children. people who want to keep tradition going in Malden. We've been very fortunate. We haven't had really any issues, you know, with crowds. Yeah. We do have our police detail, fire detail. Yeah. But. Still, I think people have to be, to an extent, have to be responsible for their own actions. Now, has the food, do you remember the food stands been the same ever since you remember? Like, what's been a popular... Since Frank Altrino started, the, took over, that's when we started doing all those food stands. Okay. That was, you know... The popular stand is going to be the sausage and fried sausage dough? Sausage and fried dough. Just the smell, walking down Pearl Street, it's like the smells of the feast. It's unbelievable. And then Don Fermano introduced the Brajoli. Okay. And that is such a big hit, the grilled Brajolis. If you ever had one, come down and try one. It's like nothing you've ever had before. Yeah. Wasn't it last, last year or two years ago you introduced some new items, food items, fried uh, like fried items? Uh, no. Heard those like a Reese's. Peanut butter cup fried or oh, something? Oh, yes. We have a vendor that does... Um, oh, are they coming back with fried that? Fried candy bars. Yes, she's coming okay. back. I talked to her yesterday. She's coming back. She does fried candy bars and all these delicious little treats that, you know, different stuff. Nice. Nice. She loves it. Yeah. Well, I can announce that I'll be I'll be working the, the fried dough stand Saturday and Sunday, you know, and then if, if Joyce isn't too busy because you're going to be running around let you know, I like crazy. To run up and down Pearl Street for three days. Yeah, come by, come by the statue. Uh, take a picture with Joyce and I. We'll have a yes. picture together, and you know. And I can post them on our Facebook page. We Saint Rocco has a Facebook page. In case you're not a member, go and like us on Saint Rocco Malden. We have over fourteen hundred members who liked us already. Oh wow! That's wow. And you know, it's funny. It's not just people who live in Malden. Um, it's people that like used to live in Malden. They came to the feast and that moved away. Yeah. And this is how they stay in touch. And some of them text me and email me during the year. They, when it, People start emailing me right after Christmas, tell me when the dates of the feast are so I can plan to come back and have a family reunion. So there's, It's like a homecoming. It is yeah. a home. Yeah. It's like a That's, homecoming. Yeah. It's a homecoming for Italians. And now it's our extended family. This went from the society feast, to the church feast, to the Ward 2 feast, and now it's just a whole Malden community celebration. Yeah. Because we welcome everybody in Malden. We love it when we see all these people coming in. It and makes me feel good. And I think you, you told me off the air that a lot of people, that's the, that's the, the stand they want to work at as a sausage. Too oh, many people? Oh, <laughs> yes. We have, 
That Butch Gennetti has been at the sausage stand for many years. Dom Fermano. Billy Satimio. Billy Satimio. I mean, Tiger, when Tiger Satimio was alive. Um, Sonny Spatafora, who first owned the um, funeral parlor, he used to work at that stand. I mean, Johnny Colangeli. I mean, this is like, people would come down just to see those guys. Yeah. And people still do that. It's like a Hollywood event. It is a Hollywood. It's, it's old well, home it's week. Like they're local <laughs> celebrities, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad you asked me to come tonight because I love to talk about. Speaking the of celebrities, aside from Dave Russo in the past, any famous either you know politicians or celebrities that you remember? Many many years ago, and I remember this vividly. I w- I was just a kid. Governor Governor Volpe. Okay, yeah. Came down to the St. Rocco Feast, and the Italian band was playing, and he got up. He used to play in an Italian band when he was a young boy. The name of that band was the Giuseppe Verdi Band, and the reason why I remember it, my grandfather, Joe Smarella, belonged to that band, and they, they played the drums. One played the big drum, and the other one played the small drum. And Governor Volpe and my grandfather got on the stage and played the drums with the band. That was probably one of the most famous people we had. At the For people who don't know, Governor Volpe, before my time, but he, he was he was from Malden. And he went on to become yeah. I think an ambassador, the, U- maybe? the U.S. Transportation Secretary okay. in Washington. And he was the ambassador to Italy. And he never forgot about his Malden roots. Yeah. A lot, there are a lot of famous people from Malden that a lot of people don't know. And there's a lot of history. And yeah. San Rocco Society is part of that history in Malden. I would like to make some kind of a history yeah. for next year. Put something together in a booklet for the feast. I'm going to try. I'm going to get some people from the Historical Society to help me do it. Imagine bringing back for that, that one, the 90th, uh, the four-day event. Happen every once, huh. every 10 years. Maybe. I'm not going to say it's not a possibility because, you know, everything can be brought out and yeah. discussed. That would take a lot. I don't know what it would take to have the fireworks. I don't know if we could do it. I don't know if we could have it at Deva Park. I, I would have to look into a lot of things, but... I think I, I would think we would think we could we could think about it. Yeah, it's ideas to bring up, bring to yeah. the table. Yeah. Well, we can you can bring it up at a meeting when you come. Yeah. Well, so, when we start so. meeting again for the ninetieth. Yeah. Hope. I need a couple of months to rest first. Oh yeah, of, of course, and then we start planning. But like I said, the ninetieth, it's 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 you got to go big. We're hoping to go real big. And speaking of that, I mean, bef- uh, we'll touch about the 90th in a little bit. But for this feast, do you want to mention a shout out to any of the sponsors that have made this um, possible? I want the sponsors to be a surprise. Oh, okay. Okay, I don't want to reveal anything, but it's a little bigger this year. And we will post the sponsors on our webpage about a week before the feast. And it'll be a surprise for next year as well about yes, some sponsors. Well, I'm yeah. hoping for more next year because yeah. I'm going to try to... Get some more different ones. Okay. Like I said a few minutes ago, come visit me at the fried dough stand and be my first time 
working the stand and, and making the sand. You said a lot goes into that. Well, every stand, I mean the sausage and fried dough. It's just it's, assembling everything. It is Anthony assembles everything for the food stand, Anthony Spataflora. He's incredible. I mean, he buys all the food. He sets it up. He takes care of a lot of details. And what time uh, you before the show, what time do people, well, the people working the the tents and the stands, that, what time do they show up? Oh, sometimes we show up at 4 in the afternoon. We probably show up at 4. But if yeah. people like the spectators, want, there's a band that they want. They come with their chairs and they put them in front of the bandstand so they can get a good spot. Yeah. Is there going to be uh, fried calamari? Year, I think one year they stopped yes, doing it. Yes, we do or? have somebody who's going to sell that this year. We have someone who sells the cherry stones. Yeah, and that's one of my boys. favorites. Yes, yeah, when I, yes yeah. we do have that gentleman that is coming back. He does all the feasts in the North End, too. Didn't the, wasn't it the Knights of Columbus when they used one to do year the they fried did calamari? It, but this guy does all, the, does all the fish, so he took that all over. Okay. It's a good fit for him, and he builds this nice stand for the weekend, and he loves our feast. Yeah. He told me that he goes to all the feasts. He has stands. But he still gets the old-fashioned feast feeling. It doesn't feel commercial to him. We still have a neighborhood feast. Yeah. The North End, they're great that they've stayed together so long, these societies. But a lot of it... I don't think they could ever cook the food for their people. They they would have to hire vendors. Yeah, plus you know, the staging, the stage. Yeah, it's, it's thanks to the Spatafora family, we can put the stage in front of their house, and we have a spot for the stage. That's good. You know, like, like I said, they're part of the tradition and the history. Yep. The big family. Yeah, it's all about families. Yeah, it's all about bringing them all back together. Old, it's like old home week. It is, and. I mean, I know some people that are coming from home from, somebody's coming from Iowa, coming back to the feast this year. Yeah. I, that's incredible I, to me. And it, he's the one who emailed me a few months back and said, just tell me when it is. I want to come. I, I think I know who it is. Yeah. You know who it yeah. is. <laughs> I, gra- I, gradu- I graduated with Nick. him. Yeah. Nick Gizzy. Yeah. He comes back. Every year, he'd be proud to know that I announced his name. I'll tell him on. I'll tell him on Facebook because I'm. Tell him. Yeah, he's. I'm friends with him too, and he would be proud. He loves the feast so much. He stays in touch off and on all year about St. Rocco. I remember Nick Izzy. A memory that I had with him was we we always talk about the the grease pole. Everybody, I know. Everybody talks about the grease pole. So I guess we have a lot of work for next year, the grease pole, yeah. the fireworks. Yeah, we have to see what we can do. Yeah. I know I can put on a good three-day feast, and then, then we'll work on see if we can do any add-ons. Maybe do Thursday instead of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it Sunday. Would be Clo- tough. Yeah. Because to have people come out. Because, two, to get a crowd on a Thursday night, people still have to go to work Friday. Well, that's why I figured why that wouldn't be a good idea for Monday, and they had it for all those years. I know. You know. People have to go to work. The they next have to day. go to work on Monday. <laughs> yeah, it's t- I can't. It's a right. It's a labor of love. That's all I can say. I would never give up the feast. Yeah. Until I can't do it anymore. So, until I or at some point so I'll know. Who well, you have many, many more years. I hope to do so. It. 
And, and and again, I'll remind everybody. I don't know if we have a close-up shot. This is the official poster. You see, I'm get, oh, trying to. They're around oh, the. Here we go. They're around the city. If you go to our Facebook page, you can see the poster, and it's on our web page also. You want to read off a couple of things again the, from the beginning? Reiterate Friday. Yeah, August tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. It starts Friday night. We have the small procession from the Citizens Club, where St. Rocco now lives rent-free for life. It's a big joke, but he <laughs> has his own home. And we have the procession from there down the feast. We have our great food. And from 7 to 11, we have Beetlejuice. And then Saturday, stands open at 6. 7 to 11, we have the reminiscence and a few live performances from Dave Russo, and Dave's great. He works the neighborhood. He visits the people on their porches, their yards. He keeps the crowd going. And then Sunday, we have the procession. And then after the procession, we have the face painter for the kids. We still have everything else, the food. And then we have the New Life Band on Sunday. And we close earlier on Sunday. We close at 9. Oh, nine. It was, I... Yeah, we close at 9 on Sunday night, and we do have a raffle. I'm going to post the raffle on the Facebook page. Is this, this the first year it's at 9? I always thought it was no, 10. No, the last few years we put at 9 because people are tired. They have to go to work on Monday, even the people that come. So nine's a better fit for everybody. Yeah, and then everyone, some people go back to the club. Yes, they're still partying after we close. Has there ever... A question I wanted to ask that I, that slipped my mind: Has there ever been a year that there's so many people showed up that you ran out of food? The year of the seventy fifth, we had Al Martino. We had a crowd that was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. That was a great star. We're hoping to get a great star for the ninetieth. Well, running out of food is could be a good thing or you know or a well, bad thing. Well, I would love on. it if we. <laughs> But just because you have a big crowd doesn't mean you run out of food. A lot of them just go for the entertainment. Yeah. They don't go for the food. But it was great to see. It was unbelievable, that crowd. It was just unbelievable. That was the biggest crowd year. Now, we we spoke about food. Uh, I, I remember is they still do pizza. Pizza Pizza sells the pizza. You can come down and see Joe Crowley and his staff. He's He comes himself sometimes. He comes down. He um, he does the pizza, and sometimes he sells calzones. It depends. Speaking of that, I had a piece of pizza last night, too. Yeah, one Joe's of the best great, in the area. Joe's a great sponsor, of great help to the Saint Rocco. Joe is. Joe's a great help to many people in Malden. So let's see. We get pizza, slush, spatafora slush. Yeah, the best. The Knights of Columbus. Knights of Columbus. Can, oh we yeah, have, that's yeah. We have the. The stand with the um, the raw bar. Yeah, it's fried another fit, yeah. Fried calamari, fried shrimp. And then we have our own food, which is really part of the heart of the feast. You may want to do, you may want to do, on uh, the 90th, your, your top 10 best moments of the San Rocco feast. That could be. That's a great idea. Now, how far how far how far back do you have pictures? You said you have. I a collection have pictures of... back from the '30s, I think, 
And okay. over the course of the next two weeks, if you're on the Saint, if you're you've liked the Saint Rocco Facebook page, you'll see me posting a lot of old pictures, dip from different time periods, and people just love it. It's so nice to reminisce. Yeah, I remember being in the procession. Like I said, the first the first year I was an elected official, and the procession would stop at certain houses of loved ones that have lost. Is that a tradition that's been a long time? Yes, or? and you know, that reminds me, the first year after my grandfather passed, that was like, quite. it's quite a moment. Yeah. It's quite a moment. It, it's, you know, it's in the heart. Yeah. Um, we have a few stops like that this year. I know, because we do that in the, uh, with our society, too, people who, you know, past members that we stop. I know the Palermo family. They always make a ribbon in honor of their mother, Catherine Palermo. They do, the you know, a nice yeah. ribbon. People do that. It's like a nice memory. I make a ribbon with my grandfather's picture on it, and we put diff- get people to put money on it. Yeah. I do that. But people do that. We honor those who aren't with us anymore. And that's really the heart and soul of the feast it's we do this in many ways to honor those who started the feast and are no longer with us yeah and that's really why most of us are still part of saint rocco yeah like i said it's it's special for me because like i said i I just joined a few months ago and it's an honor and i've i've been part of the san rocco society in the north end i remember a story which i mentioned to you before that my father built the cross on top of the chapel that, that the society in Boston gave to the Malden Society yes. at, at, at one point. Yes. And we used that for a few years. Yeah. We used that for many years. And three years ago, it had just... Passed could, its limit, yeah. It passed <laughs> its limit. And we had someone design one just li- almost just like it. So yeah. it looks the same. It really looks the same. But that was such a gift from yeah. the San Rocco Society in Boston. And I think I have a photo of one of the last grease poles the guy standing in front of at the chapel. I'll have to dig that photo out, too. Yeah. <laughs> this is many. I have memories, so many memories. Any last, I mean, we're approached. We have five minutes left. Any, the time flew by. <laughs> well, I know. I, can, I, can, I always have something to say about the feast. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, the, the, if you've never come before... Make this your first St. Rocco feast, and I guarantee you, it won't be your last. And because everybody who comes, comes back, it becomes, it becomes a memory in your heart. I remember two years ago, I I couldn't attend because I was actually in Italy. And if you can't, like Joy said, do your hardest to come one of the days at least. But if you can't come to any of the three days, then make sure the ninetieth is your first time. That's right. And I'll be promoting that quite a bit over the course of the year. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna Take keep it rolling for couple, the year. Couple couple weeks rest you said, a couple months. I need, and- well, I need a vacation. See, everybody takes a summer vacation. I don't take a summer vacation. Yeah. I go away after the feast, either in September or October. Because it it takes a long time to wrap up the books and to make sure everything is done. And how much, so obviously the money, the money's collected for a good cause. How much usually is it, is it the same amount of money? No, it varies from year to year. And I have to say, yeah, 
it has to do with the weather. The better the weather, the better the feast. If it's too hot, people don't buy as much food. I mean, there's a, if it rains, nobody buys is there to buy anything. Yeah. So it. please think of us, no matter what religion you are, say a prayer for us. If it's too hot, people are going to have slush. <laughs> They're going to eat a lot of slush. But think of us that we want to have a nice feast. And we welcome all of you to come down and be part of our tradition. Again, I'll hold up the the poster. I have the, let me see. The, yep, it's August 10th, 11th, and 12th. It's filled with entertainment, a local event, and everyone, you know, that used to live in Malden like you. Now, you, where do you live now? I live in Stoneham. And you've, you see, you come I back. I never yeah. left. My heart is still in Malden. My heart is still on Pearl Street. And Nick Izzy will come back? Nick Izzy will be back. Nick Izzy's coming with his daughter. Yes. And like I said, he would be so proud to know that we mentioned his name. I'll actually do it after the show. I'll, I'll, I'll send Tell him a message on Facebook. Tell him we talked about him yeah. on, the, on your show. We talked about a, quite a few number of people, you know, famous Malden families. I know. And people. And I hope I didn't leave anybody out because there's so many. Yeah. My apologies if I forgot anybody, but I tried to remember as many as I could. So make make your list. You have to have slush, cherry stones, pizza, sausage. Brajoli. Brajoli, yeah. That's, you know. Created especially by Chef Dom Fumano. And how much does he make? Does he, when does he start making oh, that? Oh, well, they buy these, these side, these big things of beef and they slice it. And they slice it thin. Yep. And then I can't tell you the rest of it because he has to. It has to be assembled when it's cooked. Yeah. In one of the years we did the cookbook, it was in the cookbook. We call it San Marco Brajoli. Yeah, just the official recipe. And I can put it on the website after the feast, so people can go back and see if they want to try it on their grill. But. The food tastes better the weekend of the feast because we have St. Rocco magic. Yeah, and it's fresh. It's obviously. all St. Rocco <laughs> magic that weekend. Yeah. Oh, if I can squeeze this in, the probably the most important, we have less than a minute. San Rocco lived in the 14th century yes. from a rich family. He gave up his wealth That's and right. took a pilgrimage to Rome. And his story is that he was sick. Lived in a cave, and how he survived was a little dog. Brought him bread every day. You'll notice at the feast they'll have a statue of the dog giving him bread. And that's how he's the patron saint of people who are sick. That's right. People with for incurable diseases. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe I, <laughs> I almost forgot to no, mention that. No, I know that. the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. He's the patron because yeah. people, I have to kind of know this because people always ask me about San Rocco. He's not a real popular saint in the United States. Yeah. In Italy, he's very popular. All right, folks, we're going to leave you, but remember, August 10th, 11th, and 12th, and if you come by, bring your family. If you're going to have a couple drinks, drink responsibly, and the most important is have fun and keep the tradition alive. Good night, and I'll, Joyce and I will see you at the feast. Yes. Good night, Malden.